Good morning, church. It's great to see each one of you here this morning, as, as always. And uh, we are continuing our series today about following Jesus. And as you've heard already, today we're talking about the compassion of Jesus in relation to the compassion that we show to others. And uh, to begin, we're going to look at what Jesus says uh, about giving to those in need in the first four verses of Matthew 6. So if you want to turn there with me, I hope you uh, had the chance this week to uh, read this whole chapter in Matthew 6. While you're, uh, while you're getting there, I want to share just a little bit um, about the devotional book that Rhonda and I were working on during uh, the sabbatical this summer. Several people have asked me about that. And uh, we, were, we were writing a, a devotional together. We decided to change the format a bit from when we started. Uh, so uh, it might look a little different from a standard devotional book, but um, we're going to be sharing more about that in December because it'll probably be in your boxes um, by the first of the year to, to start the new year. Uh, so we will share more on that uh, when December gets here. Matthew 6. Um, this morning we're going to read the first four verses, and uh, we're going to also touch on a few of the other subjects that Jesus mentions here uh, as far as prayer and fasting in verses uh, 19 to 34. And uh, actually, 19 to 34 is what we're going to talk about next Sunday when we look at contentment and peace in our life. Uh, it's actually verses 5 through 8 that Jesus talks about prayer and fasting. But we're only going to read the first four verses, so let's do that now. Jesus says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. We uh, were talking last Sunday, of course, about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. As he continues that sermon here in Matthew chapter 6, he moves to this subject of compassion or helping those in need. These weeks, of course, we're looking at what it means to be a follower of, of Jesus and how that should, uh, you know, be lived out in our lives by those who believe in him and follow him. And, you know, as I think about this, most people in the world, Christian or, or not, would say that helping those in need is a good thing to do. In other words, you know, Christians aren't the only ones that help people in need. But from what Jesus says here, for Christians, it's not a question of if we are going to help, but when we are going to help. That word when is actually used two times just in these, these four verses. And so the way that we can look at that is to think that it is a built-in expectation for us of being a follower of Jesus. The compassion that we see exemplified in his life should be the compassion that we have for people as well. 
Along with that phrase, when you give to the needy, Jesus also tells us here how we are to do it or to go about it. I think another word that comes to mind as we think about these four verses is humility. You know, we see the humility of Jesus in how he teaches us to show this compassion. And in verse 2, he says, do not announce it with trumpets. I think perhaps in today's English language, we might uh, use a different phrase and we might say, don't go about tooting your own horn when you help those in need. It is to be done from a compassionate heart, not from a desire to be honored by others or to, to be viewed in some sort of special way because, you know, we have done such a good thing. Well, before we go on to talk about compassion a little more, we, we need to notice that in these uh, verses that follow this, Jesus encourages humility in a couple other areas as well. In verses 5 through 18, he wants to us to consider our motives when it comes to prayer and how we pray and fasting. Do we do those things because they are just the right thing to do and expected? Do we do them to be seen by others? Or do we try to earn some sort of reward by or being holy by, by doing them? Or... Do we practice them with a sincere heart before God? Not worrying about the praise or even the approval of other people. Do we do them because we are followers of Jesus and this is what Jesus teaches us to do? Verses 9 through 13 is, is uh, where Jesus actually gives us the Lord's Prayer when he, when he talks about that. And so we're going to end the, our service today by saying the Lord's Prayer together. When it comes to helping those in need or having compassion for the needy, our hearts need to be focused on Jesus so that we don't become self-righteous or think that we are, you know, stacking up a bunch of rewards in heaven because we are being such good people. Jesus actually addresses that here. He says, if you practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, of course, you know, sometimes when you help someone in need, people are going to see it. And people are going to notice it. And so, you know, Jesus here isn't really saying that every time that happens, you are guilty of this or guilty of having this kind of attitude. What he is, what he is asking us is, where is your heart and what is your motive when doing it and doing those things? Is it on the person you are helping and the love of Jesus, you know, for that person? Or is it to look good to other people, or maybe even to feel good about yourself. I heard someone in a podcast uh, this week say, when we are left to ourselves, we will drift toward selfishness. And that really caught my attention. He, he said that to encourage us to, to lean on Jesus when we need help 
to see things like Jesus does or to, to see other people like Jesus does. Well, you see, the reason Jesus was talking about this was because this was a big problem back in Israel in those days. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they were, they were all about being seen for their righteousness and their, their godliness. In Luke 18, Jesus even tells a parable that gets at this. And so uh, let's turn there and hear that parable. I actually put the screen, uh, the words up on the screen so you can follow along. Uh, as I read it, but Luke 18, 10 to 14, this is the parable that he said. He said, two men went up to the temple to pray, one Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers and evildoers and adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all that I get. Jesus then said, but the tax collector, he stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus then said, he said, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all of those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The interesting thing about this, this parable is that Jesus uses the despised tax collector of that time as the one who is humble and the religious Pharisee as the one who is not. Jesus had a way of doing that in his parables. <laughs> get us, get us to, to look at things a little bit differently. But that's something uh, for followers of Jesus to think about. We shouldn't get all caught up in this idea that we are better than others or that uh, we are doing this, you know, better than others, as they sometimes say. Maybe we need to keep it between the lines, you know, and uh, we need to be concerned about ourselves. Uh, we need to be concerned about ourselves and, and uh, not the other person or what I mean by that is we need to, be, uh, need to think about our own motives and maybe not the motives or actions of other people instead. So we have established that Jesus wants us to show compassion with the right heart and not be focused on any rewards that we might receive because of our good deeds. But I want us to go back to that phrase, when you give to the needy. When you give to the needy, I'm afraid that, that sometimes we as Christians are too judgmental when it comes to deciding who is in need and who is not. You know, we look at the needy sometimes and we ask what they could be doing better to not be in that situation or how they could maybe be living differently instead of just feeling compassion for them and for the situation that they find themselves in. In the larger cities these days, uh, there are people standing or sitting on many corners asking for help. And I, I know, 
I know I think, I think some of the same things you maybe do when, when we see them. But despite what they could be doing differently, could we maybe find compassion for them and the situation or situations that they find themselves in? You know, everyone has a story, and many times we don't know their story, and we don't know their situation. But in the Bible, we read about beggars quite often. And almost always, it is because Jesus or one of his followers is about to help them or heal them or set them free from something. They have what for them? They have compassion. So let's, let's think about that the next time we see a beggar on the street. You know, we are pretty good uh, at helping with needs around the world as far as Christians go. I mean, in our community, we have the relief sale. You know, we do school kits and health kits. We send Christmas boxes and, and toys, buy toys, many other things. And for centuries, um, followers of Jesus have been helping with needs in this country and, and around the world. Many hospitals were actually started by, by Christians. And there are Christian aid organizations, of course, doing great things around the world. And all of those people, all of those ministries are inspired by the love and compassion of Jesus. That's why they do the things that they do. And we do the things that we do. When we take our faith in Jesus and we combine it with compassion, we can make a difference in our world for the glory of God. It's important that we, we don't forget that. Along with helping others, people with their physical needs, we also need to be sharing the love and compassion of Jesus with them. In other words, you know, here is some bread and, and water for your physical strength. But let me tell you about Jesus, who is the bread of life and living water for your soul. I just strongly believe that we as Christians, we cannot let that, that piece out of this. I mean, they may need Jesus and eternal life in heaven just as much as they need bread and water for their physical life here on earth. So the, these must go together. I really like the, the prayer that Jenny uh, shared last Sunday for the offering, because I think it really fits well with what we are, are talking about here this morning. And, and that prayer went like this. Let me give food to the hungry, water to the thirsty, shelter to the homeless, relief to the refugee, aid to the orphan, freedom to the captive, justice to the oppressed, mercy to the broken, good news to the poor, healing to the sick, comfort to the distressed, consolation to the lonely, 
and hope to the hopeless. You know, some of those, as we look at them, some of them might seem like extreme cases of need. But we, we need to think about our attitude concerning them and our level of compassion for, for those who are in more difficult situations than we might find ourselves in. I mentioned relief to the, to the refugee there. That's one of those. I read this past week that there are more refugees in the world right now than there have ever been in the history of the world. And, you know, when hearing that, we have to remember that if it was not for our own ancestors who fled war and persecution in Europe many years ago, we would not be here in this situation that we are this morning or right now in our lives. There's something to think about. <clears throat> I heard a song one time that said this. It said, I was there for you when you needed my help. So, would you deny for others what you demand for yourself? A little later in that song is another lyric that says, where you live should not decide whether you live or die. Powerful words to think about. In Matthew 25 that was read earlier, we, we hear Jesus raising this level uh, or the level of these needs to put himself in the place of the needy. He said, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to, to visit me. And so, you know, what does Jesus say then a few verses later? He says, what you did, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. I guess I didn't have that up there after all. I thought I had that verse up there. But Jesus said, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. And you know what? When Jesus was saying that, he was talking about the final judgment. And so that shows us how important these things are to God. They have eternal implications. Sometimes many uh, of those areas of need feel like I don't know, you, sometimes we feel like they're way out there or they're way over there or they are beyond our reach. And some of them maybe are. But there are always many others that are closer to home. And so, you know, how can we be friends um, like the four friends in Mark 2 who helped their friend to, to get to Jesus for uh, forgiveness and healing? story we talked about earlier with the children. Those friends had compassion on him and they did all they could to help their friend get to Jesus. 
The love, the care, and concern that those friends showed is a great example for us. That when a friend is in need, we need to, we need to do all that we can to reach out to them and help them. That may just mean calling them. That may mean, may mean staying in touch with them or offering your time. Maybe cooking them a meal. But going the extra mile to, to show them the compassion of Jesus flowing through you. Dan Van Omen wrote a book on that story from Mark 2 that's titled Stretcher Bearers. And the subtitle of that book actually says, Practicing and Receiving the Gift of Compassion. You know why that caught, you know why that caught my attention? Because we need to hear that part too. Sometimes we need to be receptive to receiving this gift from others and not be so proud or whatever that we don't receive the compassion that others might want to bring to us. So that's something to remember. But he writes this, he says, being on a stretcher is not always what destroys people. Rather, it is being on a stretcher and feeling that no one cares. He goes on to, to write, and he says, everyone needs stretcher bearers, friends who will carry you when you are at your weakest, friends who not only pray for you, but will do whatever it takes to help you get back on your feet. So, you know, since coming through COVID uh, the past couple of years, Many articles recently are mentioning how lonely people are these days. It started in COVID and it's just kind of continued on. It may be a pandemic of its own. Some of us, some of you might be feeling that yourselves or, or maybe feeling overwhelmed by all of the problems and issues and things in the world these days. We need each other to be there for each other. And we, we also need to reach out to someone when we need a shoulder to lean on or we, we need an ear to listen to us. And, you know, that, that is what, what breaks my heart to see so many people these days drifting away from the church and drifting away from the, the body of Christ. Because this is the place that we are to look after each other and to care for each other. And the compassion we show to each other, of course, then should extend out to others. We become the hands and feet of Jesus in our world by serving and loving and, and giving of ourselves. It's really hard you know, it's hard to know where our world today would be if, if it were not for the followers of Jesus through the centuries who were looking out for each other or looking out for the needy or looking out for those who need the light of Jesus to shine in their life. Governments try to do this and often fail. I mean, governments around the world try to do it, but they really don't even come close 
to, to being able to do what two billion Christians in the world should be able to do. But here's the thing. You know, we can be as critical about government failures in trying to meet some of those needs as we want to, but we just can't sit around and expect others to do it. It has to be up to, to me and you. Anytime I think about uh, these things, I'm always drawn to that verse in John in 1 John 4 that says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's a pretty humbling verse. You know, God loved us so much in our need that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for us and to save us from our sins. He was and is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. But then in, uh, verse 11 says this, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then, in, and then verse 12 really shows us how we show the love of God and the love of Jesus to others. Um, if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I love that. That's the kind of love, that's the kind of compassion that we are called to as followers of Jesus Christ. It's not always easy. It's not always, <laughs> it's not always our first reaction to people in need. And it can sometimes even be messy. Helping people in need is not always a walk in the park. But it is a walk that we must make. And Jesus will help us make it if we find the compassion in our heart for others. I truly believe that if we open our heart with compassion, Jesus will fill our heart with his love for others. And as followers of Jesus, uh, my prayer is that we would go out and that we would be his hands and his feet in this world that is in so need of, of his love and compassion. Let's stand together. Let's ask him to help us in these things. I'm going to lead in prayer. And as I said earlier, when we close uh, this time of prayer, we're going to uh, say the Lord's prayer together. The words are on the screen if you need those when we, when we get to that. And then after that, um, we will sing our sending song and, and go out to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for the love and compassion that you have shown to us first and foremost. We thank you for giving up yourself to save us from our sins, to bring us salvation, to assure us the promise of heaven and eternal life with you. No other act of love and compassion is greater than that. But Lord, we know in your life and in the life that Jesus has shown us that we as his followers are to show this kind of love and compassion to others. To our brothers and sisters in the church, 
and then to our brothers and sisters in our neighborhoods, in our country, and around the world. Lord, help us to, to do it with the right heart and the right attitude. Help us to be sincere in our desire to help. And Lord, help us when our flesh rises up within us and, and causes us to be judgmental instead of compassionate. I think, Lord, it's something we all struggle with and something we all need help with. So, Lord, we pray that you would help us with that. Lord, help us to go out and be your hands and feet in this world and, and to, to serve you and to serve others and just to be compassionate in a way that maybe we haven't been before. Maybe you are calling us to a new level of compassion or to, to a heart that hurts for other people. And Lord, I pray if there's those people here today, I pray that you would meet their need. I pray, Lord, that you would just come close to them uh, through your people and, and through your presence in their life. Help them to, to know that you are there for them and that, that God's people are there for them if they would just call out and, and let someone know of their hurt and their need pray that especially for those who are lonely and feeling lonely in this world lord just be near to them and if you if you need prayer over something like that or anything in your life uh there's always somebody ministry team member will be here at the front after every service to pray with you and so don't forget that we would love to pray with you and lift that need uh before the lord and jesus you uh told us how to pray in this chapter of Matthew 6. And so let's end this prayer this morning by praying uh, the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. And all God's people said.